Welcome to the Pockets of Knowledge podcast, where we share illuminating stories and knowledge to inform, educate, inspire and empower you in the areas of business, health, finance, philanthropy, art, and entrepreneurship, designed to help you achieve your goals. And now here is your host, Desiree Stanley. Welcome everyone to the Pockets of Knowledge podcast. I'm your host, Desiree Stanley. And with me today is my good friend, Amber Dawn, who is the owner, CEO, lady boss, uh, killer entrepreneur of New Dawn Solutions. And she's on the show today. I'm so excited to talk with you, Amber. Thank you for coming on. My pleasure. I'm excited to be here. And so I did just you know, kind of blurt out a few things that you do, like being the CEO, you're an entrepreneur, you are a remote worker, digital nomad, you work from all over the world. And that's some of what we're going to talk about today, uh, in addition to kind of like what it is that you do with New Dawn Solutions. And so let's jump right in and talk a little bit about what it is that you do New Dawn Solutions. Absolutely. So New Dawn Solutions is somewhat by its name, my company that I started about three years ago. It began very much as a solopreneur endeavor. I had never never had a company, never done any of those things. And I called it New Dawn Solutions because there it was a bit of an umbrella term. I have two different professional branches that I do. Um, one is online business management and the other is event production, which is actually, I think, where we connected for the first time. Yeah. So that's where where it all began. And I have my partner. I call him my life and business partner. He works with me on both prongs of New Dawn Solutions. So it is now not just a solo endeavor, but yeah, that's my my lady boss title. I like lady boss. I think I think I'll roll with that. That should be in my like signature. <laughs> I love it. it. And yes, we did have an opportunity to meet last year at one of the events you just um, mentioned. It was an online seller cruise and you were sort of uh, kind of in charge of coordinating that event with, with the gentleman who put the whole thing together. And so that was how we met. Although you do do some events and other things with my husband. And so that's sort of a connection there. And it, it was just such a pleasure to meet you then. And then we got a chance to uh, be together again this year on that same cruise. And that was excellent. And so I want to talk now a little bit about you traveling. And I mentioned that at the beginning that you do travel all over the world and you're operating your business remotely from countries that are just like on my dream list of places to go. So, <laughs> so tell us a little bit about how that is for you. For sure. It's kind of an interesting thing. So I, when I first started this business, um, it was shockingly enough in 2020, I had been prior to that, I was in the service industry for probably about 15 years, not doing any of these things per se, specifically with events. I had been doing a lot of event stuff, um, but not actually producing on my own. And I decided right like at the very end of 2019 to blow up my life is what I call it. I got rid of my house. I put all of my, you know, knickknacks into storage and went to Bali. (laughs) And this was right before COVID. And I was trying to find a way that I could work online. So it was very much of a, I 100% have a passion for travel and wanted to never stop doing that. Probably in a bit more of an extreme way than the average person um, in that I didn't want to have 
a home base anymore. And I wanted to be able to work completely location independently. So there's a lot of terms in, in this, like in the traveler's world, digital nomad, location independent, remote. My niche, I guess, is location independent. I created the business, started out and have worked 100% remote. Basically, I change countries every month. So during during lockdown and quarantine and all of those things, I was actually doing this domestically where I went each month to a different state. So I got a chance to see the US in a way that I had never before while building my business. And then that was when I was building the online business management side of it. And weirdly enough, doing podcast management as well. So I have a, <laughs> a fair amount of experience in, in the podcast world. And then I took it international and have not looked back since. So like I'm currently working from Chiang Mai, Thailand with a nice view of the street food and the mountains in the background, headed to Cambodia next to see one of the wonders of the world, Angkor Wat. And I get to do it all while making an income and working. It's pretty fun. Oh yeah. It sounds incredible. And I know that, you know, it's not for everybody that travel lifestyle doesn't fit everybody's, you know, personality style or comfort level, but you do it so well. And it's so fun to see the different places that you're going. And, you know, I, I mentioned like, I kind of get to live vicariously through these, these trips that you take and see these places that you go. And you were recently in Turkey, I believe, and you shared some photos of this balloon, like hot air balloon festival that was just stunning and looks so yeah. amazing. Uh, that was Cappadocia, Cappadocia, Turkey. And so I found on my US travels that I, I think everybody has somewhat of an affinity for like a type of landscape or environment. And I'm a land of canyons person. And Cappadocia is as close to, I would say, like Moab, Utah. And like the Slot Canyons and, and the, they're, they're called hoodoos. In Turkey, they call them fairy chimneys, but it's those like weird pillars of, of rock. And in Cappadocia, they do hot air balloons all the time. There's like hundreds of hot air balloons that go up. It's, it was pretty amazing. My first hot air balloon right, was there actually. Oh, that's excellent. I love it. And and it's something that I've kind of wanted to do, uh, though I am a little bit afraid of heights and it seems kind of scary. So what was it like for you? Was it, was that something that that bothers you being, you know, up that high like that? <laughs> Probably not surprisingly. I have a bit of a, let's call it a fetish. Uh, about conquering my fears. So I do have a fear of height, but I am a real pusher of that boundary for myself. Like anytime I come up against cliff jumping or anything like that, I force myself to do it. And so I, again, forced myself. I was like, eh, that seems a little scary. I'm in a tiny basket and we're really high up. Uh, the concept of like, I kept being like, I'm going to drop my phone. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it was actually super secure. And I mean, like in the basket, there's probably like 16 people. So they're big baskets, you know, like, and you're, you're pretty secure, like the, the railings all the way up to your chest, everything, but it's phenomenal. It like, you know, when you look out the window of a plane and you like see the, the bird's eye view, being able to like feel the wind in your hair while that was happening was a very unique experience. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. And I agree with you. I do try to push myself 
myself as well uh, against those things that, you know, want to hold me back. I I don't want to let it hold me back. Right. And so I'm kind of the Mm -hmm. same way where I I've got to try at least and do those things, even though they scare me at least once. Right. You've got to just do it at least once. So I love that. That's excellent. I'm, I'm definitely that's on my list of things to do for sure. So tell us a little bit about the work that you do with New Dawn Solutions. You mentioned, you know, kind of event planning management, and you, you said like a two prong. So, so talk to us about those two prongs and, and, and what is it that you do? Yeah, absolutely. My focus really for probably about the past year has been shifting more towards the event production. That's sort of my passion. I am, I think, a social person by nature, and I really believe in the power of networking, which has been literally how I have built my business and my clientele is by these in-person, one-on-one connections with people. I've worked the Billion Dollar Seller Summit which is a fairly well-known event in the e-commerce space uh, by Kevin King. And i that's when I first got into, so it's, I think it's on number eight now. So it's biannually. It's at least been four years of that event. And I met all of these entrepreneurs, all of these Amazon sellers. Um, I was like, these people are just so cool. <laughs> um, the energy and the feeling of being in the room with them was amazing, um, is amazing, still is amazing. Like it's just, I am drawn to entrepreneurs and Amazon folks are like the quintessential entrepreneurial type that I really enjoy. And so I started there, I just kept coming up against in these conversations where people are like, yeah, I'm doing this event. Like, this is not my sweet spot. Like I have to do all of this. Like there's so much to do with it. You know, like I got to figure out where it is. I got to negotiate with the hotel. I got to come up with like interesting activities, you know, all of this stuff. And I realized that there was, there was this space that needed filling and I am uniquely qualified for, to fill that space. I travel around all the time. So it's like I'm scouting constantly. I do, like I said, challenge myself. I I find these kind of really interesting and cool activities and I'm able to incorporate them into the events that I do. And like I said, networking is really high for me. And so I am able to create these spaces where that's the priority um, during the events. And so that's what I have focused on mostly in the Amazon space. However, I do events for really anyone. I have also done pretty like some larger scale events in the physician life space. Um, which is also the podcasts that I used to manage were in the physician life space. That's a lot of like passive income, real estate, those kind of conferences, um, which just aren't as fun, but they, you know, they, they are a definite consistent event space that happens. So that's the event production side. It's that's actually going really well. I've, uh, like I said, been focusing for about the past year on putting together those events and kind of getting some annual events under my belt or, in my portfolio, um, the online seller cruise with Carlos Alvarez is is one of them. Like I said, that's where we met and then just experienced that again. That's a super fun one and kind of different. And then I do Billion Dollar Seller Summit, which has a virtual event and a in-person event, which I that those are two services that I also offer. Now I'm working on a... Uh, 
Fiji mastermind with Paul Barron, which is pretty exciting. I've never been to Fiji. So <laughs> that, that should be fun. Yeah. And then I, so that's kind of the event management and that's the way that that came about in utilizing those various skills. The other side of me is this super type A personality and um, which makes me really great at event production, but it also makes me really great at online business management, which is the other side. And that's kind of a broad sweeping term, um, online business management. It's, it is coming into more and more that folks are using that word. There's, there's a bunch of different titles for it. Basically, I create systems and SOPs for businesses, for entrepreneurs predominantly. Most of the folks that I have worked with have been either podcasters and community space handlers or coaches, like executive coaches and things like that. So I create online infrastructures for businesses and I create those SOPs so that those businesses run on their own or with light oversight. It's one of those things where it's like, I didn't realize that that was a skill that I had until I was interacting in these. Um, I started out doing podcast management, social media management, and quickly realized that there was a level up that I was offering without knowing that other people didn't do that. Uh, <laughs> so I leaned into it and um, yeah, it works out really great. I get to provide, I like to help people and I get to help people by using my super type A brain. That's the other prong of what I do. Oh, that's excellent. And and you're right. I think that there's those people who don't really care about some of those details and really need help with some of those details and that you <laughs> you are the person who can help them with that. That mm -hmm. is absolutely a skill that, you know, can be utilized, right? And help those people be more successful. And and just to back up a second, you said SOPs and I know that stands for standard operating procedure, but not everybody does. Um, you know, I, I, we were talking with my brother and sister-in-law recently and they're like, oh, uh, what now? <laughs> and so just to make sure, you know, everybody's clear, standard operating procedure is, is an SOP. And, you know, that just kind of, like you said, you're detailing how things need to be handled by step-by-step yeah. -step process. Yes, exactly. Um, so SOPs, I, that's a very good point. Talk about using using the lingo and lexicon. Um, if you are an entrepreneur and you don't know the word SOP, then you should reach out to someone like me uh, because they are a way to automate all of the processes in your business. Processes being if you're in Amazon, that's fulfillment or how to adjust your listing. If you're in um, coaching, that's going to be scheduling appointments, that's going to be payments, that's going to be what your program is, any of those things. And everybody has them. Everybody does them. And getting them down on paper and into a like structure is like it's next level. If you do that for your business, um, you're, you're like, that's how you can scale. That's how you can take back your time in a lot of ways. That's, yeah. that's a really good point. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Thank you for kind of expanding on that a little bit because you're right. Those things do really help save time when they're, they're written down. This is the steps you take. It's like somebody else maybe could take it over from you so that it's not on your plate. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you definitely can, can scale, right. If you've got those things in place and, and the staff to help you with it. So yeah. 
Let's talk now a little bit about something that you said to me, and that was that you you kind of went from nothing to where you are now running this business. And so I wanted I want to know more about that. What what did that mean exactly? So like I said, there was a blow up my life moment where I said, there's got to be a different way. You know, I like I, I was in the service industry. I was at a very high level of doing extremely fine dining and hospitality, all of these things. Um, however, I'm no spring chicken. And I was aware that I didn't want to be on my feet for 10 hours a day running myself ragged, much less these sort of up until 2 a.m., 4 a.m. that is the nature of bar and restaurant work. But I didn't know what I could be doing. I mean, I have I have a double major, double minor um, degree from university. I have all of these various like skills, but I wasn't really sure if those were things that someone would pay me for ultimately. And so I stepped away and I was like, look, I'm going to take that leap. I'm going to force, <laughs> I call it a forcing function. I am going to abandon myself in Bali and see if I can come up with a way to support that. And I didn't actually, mm. uh, which is a fun fact. I was successful in creating a community and a blog, which is a way that a lot of people will like, that's, that's like the gateway drug into digital nomadism <laughs> for a lot of people is a travel blog. So I created Travely Nature. Travely Nature is still in existence. My, um, my travel blog. It's not as up to date as it should be. <laughs> but I what I did is create a community around that, um, which is a Facebook group, a whole social media experience around this concept of traveling nature. Of she has a traveling nature, which is where that came from. I was like, hmm, well, that's fun, but it doesn't really work for me because I can't do that. Like that's, that didn't work. Creating a community worked very well for me. But what I realized in that is that I am, though I am a creative, I am much more methodical and skilled in that sort of idea. So like I said, I leaned into that, started acquiring clients. Uh, I actually, I did a, uh, I joined a course for virtual assistance about how to create your list offerings. It's through this woman, Hannah Dixon, who is amazing. She has the digital nomad kit. I less so necessarily from the actual content there, but more again from that community and like that networking, I developed clients and kept sort of surprising myself and being like, wow, people want to pay me to do these things. Like, oh, that's crazy. But these are just natural inclinations and talents and skills that I have from my lifetime. Like I developed these skills in my lifetime and lo and behold, <laughs> those skills are something that not everybody has and that I could market. So I just started doing that. It was very much get out of your own way and let go of the limiting belief. So that's what I did is I just started saying, yes, this is what I do. This is my job title. <laughs> and people were like, cool, that makes sense. Can I hire you? I think that I had some unique level of success in that, in that I kept getting bought out. Mm -hmm. So what, what I mean by that is that no matter the offer that I was offering, every single time I would start working with somebody, they would be like, 
how do I get you full time? How do I get you exclusively? Which was when I brought in my, like I said, LBP, life and business partner. So I was like, how do I create more time <laughs> to work with people? Because every, if I can't work full time with everyone, even though I want to. <laughs> So that is, that's what I started doing. And that's how I scaled is I do fixed, fixed price offerings. And I use, I call him my second brain because um, he is better with like, I'm great with strategy. He's really good with the minutia. We built from there. It has just continued to scale and I continue to get those yeses and to get those, how do I get you all the time? I think a, a large part of what I attribute that success to is, again, leaning into those skills that you don't realize are skills. You know, like, what are you really good at that, you, like, you don't necessarily realize is special until you start asking other people what they're, they're good at. And you realize that if you find those complementary sweet spots where it's like, hey, this person is really good at, like, creative aspects at, you know, making art, <laughs> but not so good at selling said art. Mm -hmm. And you put those things together. Um, so that would be how I, I think if anyone was going to do that is, and it's, it's something that I have helped a lot of people, um, friends and people in the business world with is how to scale through networking and through overcoming those limiting beliefs. Yeah, that's excellent. And, you know, I want to uh, just go back to that point that you made where you were kind of surprised that people wanted to pay you for these things that you just knew how to do. Right. And I think we get where we think that it's not special, but for somebody else, it is special because it's not something that they can do. And we've got to remember that, right? Because otherwise we're just completely discounting like what it is that we're good at. We just think, oh, it's no big deal. It's just this thing. And it's like, wait a minute, mm -hmm. but it's not just this thing. It's this really great thing that somebody else, you know, could could use. And, and I love that you really, you know, pointed that out. And that's, that's what you're doing is you are being that what it is that somebody else needs and you're, you're doing really well at it. And I love that. It's excellent. Thank you. Well, let's talk a little bit more about the, how you, you know, persevered through some of those times when you were like, am I going to make it? Am I not going to make it? And, you know, what did you do to kind of overcome that? There's definitely those, those moments, I think probably for everyone. Again, that's a part of where leaning on those communities has been really valuable for me is one, in a lot of ways, again, I, I mean, I, I sort of return to this a lot, but I think that a lot of struggles and challenges that people come across in their businesses is mindset in a lot of ways. And so there were definitely times where like, for instance, I was working with um, an Amazon brand and doing um, like building micro influencer programs and managing social media and the product failed. <laughs> um, and this was my mainstay income. I had, I was like, awesome. I did it. I'm out in the world. I am definitely like I took the leap. I have okay, like, I had assumed that this was going to be my income and I was good to go. Uh, and suddenly I was not good to go. And it sort of required a rather instant pivot. That's when I reached out to my community. That's when 
all of those relationships that I had been building throughout my, my life and my, you know, especially my business life in the past few years, I was able to reach out to fellow people that work in the space, like virtual assistants or freelancers, experts to be like, Hey, I'm free. <laughs> they were like, Oh, I could totally use you with my client or, Oh, I could use you myself. Um, and that's where, where I was able to be vulnerable, but vulnerable in a, uh, with a good spin. <laughs> so that, that, that was where I ended up pivoting to also being able to reorganize and reorient, I guess. So it's like, okay, I had been using these skills. However, put those skills together in a different fashion, you know, play Tetris with it a little bit and I can also offer this thing and this thing. And I have a vast willingness to always learn. And I'm pretty quick. So there is not a lot of programs or um, kind of business needs or event needs that I don't pick up, you know? So somebody says, hey, I need email marketing on active campaign. I'm like, ooh, I've never done that. But I definitely can learn how. Uh, <laughs> so that's that's been probably my my top three ways that I overcome challenges is by keeping that limiting mindset out and by capitalizing on my social capital, I guess, um, mm -hmm. in my community and being able to quickly pivot and continue to learn. Yeah, and it sounds like uh, a willingness to ask for help. Like like you said, you you're leaning on that um, community that you had built and being willing to you know reach out and ask for some help given the situation that you were in. Like you said, you had to quickly pivot, and because you you were willing to ask for help, you got it and you were able to keep rolling. So that's that's a great lesson there in itself. And the mindset, you're absolutely right. I mean, it, that's self limiting. We can just shoot ourselves in the foot all day long with, with our mindset, right? Yeah. So that's a big one. I will also say that there's a component to the, like the networking and the community that perhaps isn't really talked about very, very much in that in order to make like a withdrawal from that social capital, you also have to make deposits. Mm -hmm. um, and that sounds very transactional, but it's not. It's adding value for no immediate return. Um, and so that's something that I will say is been what I make a point to do as well, mm -hmm. is to, without asking for anything, help other people out whether that's connect them to the right person or teach them a skill that I know how to do that they don't, any of those things. This is answer, answer questions, add value, make deposits. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for pointing that out because you're right. I mean, we, we can't just keep withdrawing. <laughs> we have to give back, even if it's not necessarily to the person who maybe helped us out. It's that, you know, concept of pay it forward, right? So you're, you're helping in any way you can, if you've got something that's beneficial for somebody else that, you know, they can, they need that help with, they need to learn from your experience and, and you're willing to do that. And you're absolutely right. It makes all the difference. So yeah, good, good point. Well, Amber, this has been so wonderful. And I thank you for being on the show. I like to wrap up the episode by asking my guests if there's any books or podcasts that you're reading now or have read that have been beneficial or influential for you um, that you'd like to share with us. 
So this is an interesting question. Um, I am an avid reader and not so much an avid podcast listener okay. um, for whatever reason that I I am the written word. That's very much so my, my manner of consumption. I came across an interesting, this is like a social media trend um, at the beginning of this year uh, where it was ask your community for 12 books suggestions. And the goal is to read a book a month to get outside of your normal, get outside that normative. It has been fascinating because I definitely have, I use, I learn best from people. So I learn and grow in those interactions. However, I read all the time, all manner of things, but mostly fiction. And I asked my community at large, I was like, Hey, what should I read? You know, give, give me these book suggestions. I got book suggestions from all walks of life, all walks of life. Um, it, like from self-help to marketing to all of these things. And I have been reading one of these books a month. It's been kind of fascinating. I, I can't necessarily say that any one book has been pivotal for me. But what I can say is that reaching out and getting like what other people's absolute top book is has been enlightening and forcing my brain to kind of grow has been really instructional for me, I guess. Um, the most recent book that was, that I read was You're a Badass. Yeah. And I've never really been someone to, to read those kind of, it's not self-help, but like, you know, motivational guru type things. And I actually ended up using it as a part of a book club. So I got to have both that external discussion oriented and those things, which um, really helped me. Like, I think that's probably where getting that terminology of like limiting beliefs and all of those things has, has really come from. So if I were to pick one right now, it would be the most recent one that I read, which is You Are Badass. And now just, um, is that Jen Sincero who wrote that? Yeah, I think so. I, okay. I didn't quote the, the author because I wasn't a hundred percent, but yes, I think that yeah. that's the correct. I'll, author. I'll for sure include that in the show notes, but I'm pretty sure because I think she wrote a whole series about, you know, being a badass. And so mm-hmm. <laughs> I, think, I think that's who it was, but I'll, um, include that in, in the notes for everyone who's listening. Well, Amber, thank you. That was so great. I love that you reached out to, you know, your community and said, what should I be reading? And that's kind of what, you know, I, I like to do here is, uh, you know, what are my guests reading that others may want to pick up and, and it may be outside of their, their norm. Like you said, that, that thing that they read all the time, that style they read all the time, you know, when you read, I think it just, it expands your mind, right? It, It just opens up new thoughts, new ideas, new concepts, and um, can really change your outlook. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I very much so look forward to uh, perhaps looking for the pockets of knowledge reading list uh, (laughs) that is is to come. Um, Maybe I will incorporate it into my my monthly reading. There you go. And and I do include all the suggestions in the show notes of each of the episodes. So you can certainly go back and uh, take a look at that. So Amber, tell us if people have questions about your business, just questions they'd like to ask you, how would people be able to connect with you? Is there an email address or do you want to share LinkedIn, Instagram, anything like that? 
absolutely. So I have a website. If you are for a business inquiry or just want to sit down and have a conversation, uh, you can book a discovery call with me there at newdawn.com. Uh, that will take you to the whole shebang. Um, you can follow through there and book a discovery call or uh, see more about the services that I offer. You can also, if you just wanted, had a question and wanted to, to start a dialogue, you can send me an email at, again, newdawn, <laughs> VA at gmail.com. And I am always accessible, not so much via LinkedIn. I'm really bad about checking those messages, but Facebook, I'm Amber Dawn. I'm the only one. Uh, so you can reach out to me there, send me a friend request, then you can send me a message, messenger. I'm usually pretty good about responding to those pretty quick. Like I said, I'm all about community. So if you're a part of the community and you want to wanna have a conversation, let's do it. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. Well, thank you again, Amber. I have so enjoyed our conversation. I appreciate your time coming on the show and sharing your business, your experience and, and your knowledge so much. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week on the Pockets of Knowledge podcast. Be sure to join us again next week for more great information designed to educate, inspire, and empower you to achieve your goals. And thanks again for listening.